1: Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast, and we have another of our interview segments where we're really going to focus on someone that went from the cubicle warrior to successful businesses. And so today we've got Donnie on.
2: Uh, Donnie, uh, welcome to the show, my friend ah jeff dude I, you know our little pregame conversation man i'm actually stoked to hang out with you i think this is gonna be a hell of a conversation <laughs> talking with you and sharing my story and all the crap that i've been through to get here man so it's look, awesome
1: look, man i'm looking forward to it uh, folks uh if you don't like profanity this ain't your show today so we're just gonna keep moving on so donnie sure. first off man what how,
2: tell us your story how'd you get to where you're at today yeah for sure i love telling us man so i did four years in the marine corps 20 okay. years straight commission sales so i've never actually had a salaried position. Uh, my last career was with an organization called Sandler Training. Yep. And supposedly I became one of the top sales trainers in the country. I'm not really sure what that means that I'm other than I'm really good at flapping my gums in front of a room. <laughs> and so Sandler's a franchise setup. And in yep. my franchise, I picked up business partner. Well, I had no idea that you could do this thing called be an entrepreneur, start a business, anything until I was 40 years old. And, you know, I grew up in this blue collar family where dad was a truck driver. Mom worked in factories and, you know, dad ended up retiring from Xerox as a technician and mom retired as an eye doctor for, you know, all right. not an eye doctor, but a receptionist for an eye doctor. Got it. And, you know, so you just went and worked and got a job and worked for other people. That was just the thing. My
1: parents, same thing, man. it's funny because I always thought I don't have any entrepreneurs in my family. And I came to the realization, every one of my dad's siblings at some time or another had been an entrepreneur. And my dad was the only one that ever had a consistent job his entire life. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, I didn't have any, I mean, I don't know any, any family, nothing that ever even tried to start their own business. And, um, you know, when I was with Sandler, you know, I was going to buy out my partner, then partner. Okay. And, you know, Sandler training was going to be the end all be all. Sure. And me and my business partner, we went out to dinner one night, and we were going to start talking about the buyout. We were going to talk and it was going to be a multimillion dollar deal over five or six years. And we were celebrating kind of all the past successes and wins. Well, during that dinner, he said something that forever changed the rest of my life and people are going to love this. And what he said to me was Donnie, thank God you're my retirement plan. (laughs) Now he truly said this out of love. And in that moment, I took it out of love because he's still a great friend of mine. And he was a huge mentor. He taught me a lot of love working for the guy, you know, made him a lot of money over the years. And, you know, it was just a shitty choice of words. Mm -hmm. Well, after that dinner, I went and sat in my truck and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You are literally somebody else's retirement plan. (laughs) And I looked over my life, man. And my whole life had been just a series of making everybody else wealthy. Yep. And so 15 days later from that moment, I jumped out and launched my company success champion and left everything behind. Within 24 hours, two attorneys show up on my farm serving me my non-compete papers. (laughs) And it wasn't from my business partner. It was from Sandler corporate, you know, And I was going to try and fight it, but my attorneys told me it was going to cost me about a half a million dollars to go after and fight this, not compete. We could win, but it's going to cost us. So I started off as a success coach and Jeff, Mm -hmm. to this day, I have no fucking clue what a success coach is. (laughs) (laughs) It's obviously
1: success sometimes includes sales, right? (laughs) right?
2: That would have been a better spin than the shit that I came up with. But, uh, I really feel like I was just some sort of business whore that just said yes to anything mm-hmm. that popped up, man. I was doing graphic designs, video work, some half-ass coaching. And you know, I was throwing a lot of money at different things, trying to figure out how to build this business. Well, unfortunately, six months into it, I stood on the back porch of my farm, looked my wife dead in the face and said, babe, we're about to lose everything we own. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I realized is growing up, man, I never saw the CEOs of the companies I worked for. Nope. You know, the only time I saw them was if I brought in a multimillion dollar account or we were losing a multimillion dollar account. Right. And so I was doing what I thought a CEO did, which was mm-hmm. behind the scenes, you know, creating crap, operational bullshit, not doing the things that I'm actually good at. Mm-hmm. So the only thing my wife told me in that moment was get off your ass and go sell something. And so I started trying to figure out how to sell and I really put my nose to the grindstone. I still didn't fully understand what I was selling, but I found podcasting in May of 2018. And I launched my okay. first show. Okay. Uh, five months later, that show became number 22 in the world. And now <laughs> I was sitting next to the guys I was listening to the Tim Ferriss uh, you know, Gary V's Tony Robbins and all them lights. And then in September of 2018, my non-compete came up <laughs> and I had all this momentum of podcasting. And now I could talk about sales Flash forward to where we are now, and I operate three companies, have a global brand, two of the top podcasts in the world, and now five best-selling books, and a partridge in a pear tree.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic, man. That is a success story beyond
2: success stories. It's been a hell of a journey, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: what, what people don't understand is, yes... You you got that podcast to the it takes a lot of work. Yes, uh, to get it there. I always I always loved uh, JLD. You know, when he with his uh, with his podcast. You know, somebody asked him, "Well, how how do you make a successful podcast?" And He goes, "Well, I got up every day and did two thousand podcasts in a row." Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's be consistent and get it done. So, yep,
2: that's it. That's well, that's it.
1: awesome. So, so tell us a little bit about the company. You know, the different companies that you have today.
2: So. Um, the the biggest, with the fastest growing company we have right now, was a complete fluke. Um, okay. you know, I when I was working selling commercial printing prior to doing Sandler training, and then in Sandler training, I found networking, and okay. um, I did all of the networking under the sun. But most of the networking that I was doing. Couldn't get me to the level of clientele I need to get to. So, mm-hmm. like the organizations, like a BNI or a chamber and the likes, you know, yeah. you just weren't going to run into quarter of a million dollar deals. Sure. So while I was doing those companies, I created a lot of bunch of my own networking groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but networking was always a secondary tool for me because I could sell, and so. Yeah. When I launched the company, I said, I'm leaving the networking stuff behind me. I'm never going to do that stuff again, because I really felt like I could go get on stages and the likes. And that was going to be how I was going to make all the money. Mm. The problem was, nobody knew who the hell I was You know, when I first started. It's really hard to get on stages, but nobody knows who the hell you are. <laughs> and so um, in... April of 20, I had rented out a convention center here in Fort Worth, Texas, and we were doing the inaugural badass business summit. I had like 20 some odd speakers flying in from around the world, sold out the venue, and we just had a kick-ass event planned. Well, I was sitting in the convention center when the mayor of the city called and said, if anybody shows up for your event, we'll arrest everybody on site. Awesome. Yeah, COVID. So, um, you know, I knew we were going to be all right at that moment because everything we had built was online. So uh, we had made that transition, but it was two and a half years to build a comfortable, successful online business. It's a lot of damn work. Oh, yeah. And as I was driving home that day, I pulled my team up on Zoom. Of course, I'm driving and doing Zoom at the same time because that's fucking safe. Yeah. Um, but and I tell See, them it's like
1: Fort Worth, dude. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs>
2: right? it's like The Dukes of Hazard, but yeah, but sure, it's a, little, sure.
1: a little little less complicated than The Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> but
2: yeah, so um, I tell the team, I'm like, guys, we've got to help companies out because they're going to have no business idea how to do business online, and they don't have the runway we had to actually make it successful.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, like you do when you run a business, 3:30 in the morning, I bolted out of bed and went, crap, I'm going to launch networking groups. Damn. And I, I didn't really want to do it because anybody who teaches networking is different, diff, usually somebody who's broke as shit and doesn't know how to sell. Yeah. Right. So now they're going to teach you how to network. Come on. It's networking. Go out, fucking meet people, shake hands, change business cards, set up meetings. It's, it's simple. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be in that world. Well, I was telling my wife over breakfast that next morning. I'm like, babe, I really don't want to launch networking groups. It's not what I want any of my businesses to be about. Because I, don't, I can sell. I don't want to be associated with those people. And she looked at me. She goes, you realize you're a fucking idiot, right? I'm like, how am I an idiot? And <laughs> she goes, why don't you become the guy that fixes what everybody hates about networking and change how the world networks? <laughs> and I went, son of a bitch. And seven days later, we launched our first <laughs> chapter of Success Champions Networking. That's awesome. And- Now it's the fastest growing networking organization on the planet. We're globally, we're in three countries fixing to launch in Belfast, Ireland, London, Spain, potentially India. I mean, Singapore is on the map now. Nice. Uh, It's 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 great. But we just we literally just fix what everybody hates about networking.
1: Love it, love it, fantastic. So you do that. You've got the podcasts. Uh, So what? uh, You you say you do a couple different ones, right?
2: So the first show I ever launched was a podcast called Success Champions. And Mm -hmm. I love telling people this. I haven't produced an episode on that in 10 months. Yeah. And because it just wasn't feeding the message or it wasn't feeding the businesses like we needed to feed. Mm -hmm. That show still gets 50,000 some odd downloads a month. And we haven't produced an episode for it. But it's because we work so hard to build that audience up And the following that people are still consuming 200 some odd shows. Sure. And the second show we launched, we launched uh, in March of last year. We're getting ready to hit our hundredth episode and it's a top 200 podcast in 14 countries right now. Nice. And it continues to grow the, uh, and people always ask me now, how the hell did you build the shows that big? Hmm. And the only thing I can tell people is I became a fucking walking billboard. Yeah. And if I got your ear for two seconds, you knew I had a podcast <laughs> and odds are I was grabbing your phone and subscribing you to the show. That is awesome. <laughs> that is fantastic. I haven't no. tried that technique yet, but uh, oh, I think dude, I'll show you a couple of fun, legitimate, non, you know, scammy ways to build a, a really cool following people that are just into you, your message and what you do.
1: That is awesome. That's fantastic. So you've got a book coming up or I know you've got several books out, but you got one coming up now, right?
2: Right. And since I've been able to talk the way I talked, yeah, we just launched this book. It's called Fuck to Focus. You can get it on Amazon, Audible, Kindle, um, everywhere you can get books. And, you know, I wrote the book because as I was launching the business man, it sure felt like everybody was saying, that, you know, start a business, it's going to be easy, you know, mm-hmm. anybody can get to freedom, you know, yeah. and so I bought into that philosophy kind of hook line and sinker that, you know, I should start a business gonna be easy. And, I, and mm-hmm. I really thought it was going to. And I'm gonna tell you, I spent four years in a Marine Corps 20 years in straight commission sales, and nothing has been harder than building a business. Yeah. And as I was going through it, I really thought I was the only one fucking up. I thought, Hmm. you know, nobody can know how bad business really is. And so I was kind of making myself an island and on a whim, I I created a Facebook group because I had no entrepreneurs in my life. I had no business owners in my life. So I created a Facebook group just to bring people together that I hopefully could talk business with without the, Hey, just go get a job speech or, you know, uh, and those type of things. And so as I brought the group together, and I really thought it was going to be more of a kind of a pure group type thing, I started sharing some of my screw ups in lieu of trying to get advice. But people started asking me questions because I was sharing my screw ups. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, well, hey, they're asking me for advice, and I'm telling them what I'm screwing up, you know? And that kept happening. And so what I started realizing is everybody was screwing this shit up. Hmm. And nobody was getting it right. So um, I just kept sharing you know, my screw ups and everything I was doing wrong and some of the things I was figuring out and more and more people kept coming. So mm-hmm. as we finally found great success with the, the companies and had everything that we've built, um, I finally said, all right, look, I'm going to write a book. That's going to share the dark, ugly side of building a business, Mm -hmm. but it's going to teach them all the things that they can do to not make it easier. I don't want to make it easier because it's the hard things you've got to go through that really build your business, but allows you to get the structure so you can grow and scale your business. And you know, in the book, you get to hear the tough conversation I had with my wife about, you know, mm-hmm. almost losing everything. And that was the hardest thing I've ever written in my life. Because um, that was a dark damn moment. And, you know, I, I the book was, is I mean, you can read it within less than two hours, you can listen mm-hmm. to it for less than two hours. Um, it's written that you can just grab a chapter and read that chapter, if that's the area you're struggling with your business, or you can use it as a, you know, kind of a guidebook to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got several calls to action that you can reach out to me and say, hey, I need help with this, but you can read the book, do it all yourself. Sure. And, you know, it, there's no fluff. And people say that kind of stuff all the time, but I, I challenge mm-hmm. people to just go read the reviews because uh, it's 83 pages all in and how to build, you know, basically the business freedom. So yeah. um, it, it took me about three months to write it all. Okay. And and I've just been thrilled and stoked with how well it's actually taken off, and That's it's an awesome. international bestseller in United States, Canada, and the UK, and just continues to go, which is really fun to watch.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, and I mean, it, yeah, I, I I agree with you on that on the the training in life before you become an entrepreneur. And I mean, I've said it more than more or more than once. The best training I had for being an entrepreneur was. Uh, ranger school and and five years as as a you know field ranger right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like there's so many times it's like okay the only solution i've got is just put my head down and put one foot in front of the other <laughs> eventually i'll get
2: there so uh, you know i mean i the'll the, 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 tribute to it's the best sales school in the world is being a bartender yeah yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you get to handle people at their best and worst and in the same night, you know, so uh, uh, it's, it's the best training ground in the world just for dealing with people. Uh, that's awesome.
1: That's yeah. awesome. So what's uh, what's new after the book? Does so on, uh,
2: horizon? Um, we've got the Badass Business Summit coming up September 22nd through the 24th here in Fort okay. Worth, Texas. Um, we've got 17 speakers coming in. We've rented out the entire hotel, um, so everybody at the hotel will be attending the summit. Nice. Um, and it's, in, our, in our conferences, people always say are the best in the world, and mainly because the speakers aren't untouchable. Um, they'll mm-hmm. be sitting in the crowd. You know, with you right alongside, we we are known for giving speakers their first shot. So some of these speakers are some of the biggest names in the game. Some of them, this will be the first time they ever step foot on stage because nobody gave me a fucking shot when I was, you know, coming up. So I'm gonna give everybody else a shot. And that's you know, the networking. And this isn't a pitch fest type conference you're going to actually work on you and your business and in there you're not going to walk away with just tons of tons of notes you get back and you're like the hell does that note mean yeah you know, <laughs> you're going to actually work on or, your business
1: i really i'm really going to think about this and i'm i'll probably maybe put this right. in place yeah
2: right you know <laughs> and, and then, then you'll
1: find your notes eight months later and right. oh what
2: that? i don't right. even remember what i wrote yeah this makes no sense to me you know <laughs> so we designed it so there's a correct ton of you know networking and that you'll be actually able to work specifically on your business really and have the tangible tactical things moving in your business before you leave the conference
1: that's fantastic that's fantastic
2: Um, and then we're, we're so focused on continuing to glow, grow the global brand of success champion networking. And, you know, part of it is we're holding on to the reins because Mm -hmm. we just, we, we did so many things right when it comes to networking that, um, people are just coming to us, you know, either, uh, to start a chapter or to get involved because, you know, most traditional networking, you, you go to a meeting, there's. 30 40 people they do these stupid 60 second commercials with dumbass jingles on the end and then somebody fabricates a 10 or does a 10 minute presentation nobody gets shit about then they fabricate a whole bunch of referrals that are just all made up and that style of networking hasn't changed since the 80s and so we just came in and kicked it up a notch and man you walk into one of our groups and you're going to be introduced to people quickly and we're going to open doors fast because we just believe that you know if i can get you to the exact person you need to get to that's Mm -hmm. going to open up a shit ton of doors for you universe is going to take care of my ass this isn't no giver's game bullshit We're 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 going to make sure it happens and uh, Canada is growing extremely fast for us right now, which is really fun to hold on to. And um, uh, we just, uh, when you truly pour into people, freaking the universe just takes care of you. And well, and
1: I always call it the karma bank. You just keep making deposits into yep. the karma bank and eventually you get to take something out. 100%.
2: And, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know uh, we just... I, so many people are selling bullshit courses and are these guru messages and doing mm-hmm. all this stuff, and I just want to cut through all the BS and say, look, don't don't listen to half the crap that's out there. Yeah. If, if there is a Lamborghini in the yeah.
1: commercial, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I can go rent a Lamborghini and take a picture in front of it, right? But you know, I'm going to tell everybody, I'm very successful. At what I do. I drive a 12-year-old Ford F-150 pickup, and I'm totally happy with it.
2: Right. I just like the fact you drive a pickup truck, but uh dude, I'm in Austin, man. I mean it's <laughs> you are way not weird enough to be in Austin. I I'm well just I, say that, that out loud. I'm in Cedar Park, so I'm all right, I'm all just right to all the
1: right. north of Austin. So I I don't I mean, because you need
2: like pink online. hair or something at this point, you know, yeah. to be in Austin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I came from Fort Worth, so right, I mean, we're good, right, man. Right, we're brothers.
2: All right, good. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, you know, I the most successful people in the world you truly wouldn't know nope yeah you know, and nope. and they're... we used
1: to we used to joke about it when i when i worked at a, a branch for one of the largest financial services companies we would occasionally cover you know the the, the uh, financial advisors would cover for the front office staff for lunches and things like that and we would joke you know you'd see the lady wheel up in the mercedes with all the jewelry on as like up ira withdrawal right there (laughs) and then you saw the old dude come wheeling up in a beat-up old pickup truck and you know he was walking in with like a two million dollar check
2: right so that was that was the big joke we always had well i know i was i was buying a truck one time and i'm sitting in a dealership and sitting with the sales guy who happened to be a buddy of mine and uh it was so funny watching the sales guys nitpick of who they were going out a lot on. They're like, dude's coming in this jacked up 4x4 four four truck with super mud swamper tires all the salespeople will like dive under their desk, right? They're like, I'm not going out there. You know, that guy's so upside down. Or you see the dude coming in with all the bling. They're all running, you know, a lot because you're like, the dude's broke, but he's going to spend a crap ton of money he doesn't have. Yeah,
1: he's going to buy something he can't ever afford. Yeah, Yeah, It's just going to be a rolling lease forever.
2: For sure. For
0: sure.
1: That's awesome. All right, man. Well, you ready for the fast five questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So you wake up in the morning, business is totally gone. You got 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live, food and clothing. What are you
2: going to do first? Uh, build a community. I'm going to find a very specific topic that I can get passionate about. Uh, and for me, it's usually going to be something mindset along those lines. Okay. And I'm going to you know, launch a podcast that does nothing but build a private community in an offsite site of people that are into this message and then mm-hmm. start listening to them to what's the business I build from those. And yeah. you, I can do all of that for less than 50 bucks and have it up and rocking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Just get it. Uh, and DC I'm gonna microphone. probably take
2: the other 450 and just go have a great dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
1: All right, what's uh what's the biggest business mistake that you've ever made? Um
2: well, thinking it was going to be easy. Um mm. is from building a job instead of a company. Yeah. You know, I uh, most people don't understand that once you transition from being an employee to now building a business mm. that you actually have to evolve as a person and start thinking like a CEO because if you think like you thought you did as you were you know, being an employee and try and run a business, you're gonna create a shitty job and not build yeah. a company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're never gonna get out of that. You're you're the only one. Even if you hire people, yep. Basically the whole company is revolved around you. And I've I've been there, done that.
0: <laughs> <For>
2: uh, <sure.
1: laughs> more than once been there, done that. I'm I'm not the brightest bulb in the packet. So it takes me a while. <laughs> What's a good book that you would recommend?
2: You know, I had to stop reading, um, because it's so impacted my business. Okay. So for me to choose a book, I'm gonna have to go back old school, and you know, just for a lot of people, and given your audience, probably Jensen Chero's. You're a badass at making money. Okay. It uh, was a good book for me as I was thinking about getting out of corporate America.
1: That is fantastic. It's a good one. I haven't heard that one in a long time, mm-hmm.
2: so. It's been a minute. I, I don't read hardly anymore. So yeah, <laughs> um, you know what? There's another good book by Sean Crane, and I, and I became a good buddy. I brought him up to the summit to speak, called "A Prison of Your Own." Okay, fascinating story about his 2,000 days in prison and how he found himself. And now the motherfucker is just a badass speaker on stage, killing it. So he's, he's love good, it,
1: dude. Yeah, love it. And if you want I to like show, I, man, love I love those redemptions. Like, yeah, the redemption stories like that too, yeah. where it's like. You know, I just, I finally figured it out and yep. yeah, yep. got my life together. Um, what's a good tool that you use in your business every day? I always use the example of like an Evernote.
2: Oh, Entreport for us. Okay. Um, Entreport is, uh, it started off as kind of an email automation system, but our entire oh. company runs on it now. So there's nothing in our company is not automated. And I will tell you, it's not something that an individual should just pick up and try and learn. You need to have somebody. So Kevin Snow is my chief operations officer, is just an expert in it, and mm-hmm. you know, he builds and handles and manages all that. Um, you know, outside of that, I would, you know, say circle.so, okay. Um, that's uh, where we build our private communities on. Okay. Um, so when I said, you know, you if you had five hundred bucks, what would be the thing? Mm-hmm. I'd go start a Circle community instantly. Okay. On on topic and, and funnel everybody there. Okay. And create a private community for conversations and chats.
1: That is brilliant. Brilliant. So you, you're not a big fan of the other social media channels or?
2: You know, we started with Facebook um, okay. and we pulled off of Facebook. Um, I mean, we're still there, just not using yeah. the group, group aspects really because Facebook is changing everything over to paid groups. Yep. And so they're, they're fixing to just wallop the hell out of the algorithm, but mm-hmm. uh, LinkedIn groups haven't worked in years, you know, yep. they've been dead. And I never, didn't want somebody to be in control Mm. Of my content, so we're heavy on Facebook, you know, and LinkedIn are probably our two biggest platforms. Mm. But um, as far as collectively gathering all of what we call our champions, it's all in circle.
1: Nice, that's fantastic. What's uh what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if they're interested in having a uh, connection with you?
2: Oh, dude, grab me on LinkedIn is the fastest okay. way to get to me. Um, I, I, tr- you know, I book five to eight weeks out at this point but i nice. i try and get it my time to as many people as i possibly can because awesome. you know, i still go back to just not many people were giving me a shot so
1: no no you know. i mean and a lot not a lot of people will help no you know. no and, and you got to have a heart of a, a champion and a heart of a helper yep. and r- the rest will come back to you later on
2: for so. sure for sure and you know i just over the years of of Because everybody I jump on a Zoom call, I'm like, all right, tell me about your business. Let's get the thing fucking rocking. And usually we'll dial into something really, really cool. And you know, people just have been taught so many shitty philosophies on sales and business growth. And and I just want people to find fucking business freedom fast. And Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is getting them to turn off the noise of all the, the, the gurus that want to sell you their courses and crap and, and get them back to just building a business, go sell something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the hard part. It's, right. it's much easier to pay somebody and then sit in a class and then, say, yes, well, then agreed. Agreed. <laughs> actually right. get your ass out on the feet. Yeah. Get your ass out there, pick up the phone, get your ass out there, go knock doors, whatever you got to do yep. to get in front of clients.
2: You know, it's, yeah. And, and, you know, and a lot of people get to the point where like, you know, if I could just hire a sales guy, because if I can get in front of them, I'm like, no, 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 you can't hire a sales guy until you can successfully sell your stuff, because you can't teach somebody else how to do it. And you won't be able to groom them, motivate them, you know, yeah, and and you're just going to get pissed off at their lack of performance. And it's not their lack of performance. It's your lack of ability to teach them how to be successful.
1: Yeah, and, and you always have to have the ability to outsell everybody in your company. I agree with that. Yeah, I it, agree mean, that. it means way more to me than it means to anybody else that I hire at that point. Cause you know, I, yeah, this, this is everything in my life is tied to these businesses. So I better be the best salesperson. The, the, the most side.
2: humbling thing that'll happen to anybody when they get to start scaling the business is when you get to that point to when you realize you have to hire somebody who's better at sales than you. Yeah. Because that that's the moment when you realize you've sold bigger than you know how to handle Mm -hmm. and now it's time to start bringing in a a bigger team
1: yeah bringing the big gun at that point to to really do it
2: yep yep
1: that's awesome well cool brother this was uh this was fantastic today great to get to know you and uh uh, folks i mean he's awesome i would certainly recommend his podcast to you get on there and and listen to it because it's just great information and just fantastic stuff. And pick up the new book because it is awesome. That'll be included in our show notes page so that uh, y'all can find it. Once again, we're here every week. Oh, what hey! You before see? you cut me
2: off, right. let me do you one one, one
1: quick dive in, thing. brother.
2: Guys, if you got any value out of this conversation with me and Jeff, man, this was a fun conversation. Got dialed. If you got any value out of it do Jeff the biggest favor and share this out with one other person that needs to hear his knowledge, his tips, his tricks. I can tell you growing a show when the hardest thing to do is growing your audience. So help him out by sharing this show with just one person that you think would get value from all the guests and the content he puts out every day. It'd mean a lot to him.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Donnie, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Folks, we will see you back here next time and y'all have a great day.